Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learnenglishwithtommy.com. Yes, that's me. That's Tommy from English Podcast with Tommy. Welcome to another amazing episode. Today, I have in my virtual studio sitting somewhere in the UK. I will not give away your your location because you know that comes under. I'm sure that comes under some sort of privacy law. GDPR. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Fiona Locke. How are you, yeah. Fiona? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I love that jingle. That was Rob. That was Rob. Who, oh, was re- that was Rob remixing my voice into a jingle for me. It sounded a little bit Rob. It did. Um, it, I felt like it was about to drop. Just when it finished, I felt like it was about to get serious. You know. Well, I'm sorry that I let you down there. You know, I'm really <laughs> sorry I let you down. You know, um, but um, you know, it's it's amazing. We were hit. We it's like I have a deja vu feeling. We've been here some. We've been in this situation before. We've been live together on on Instagram. Yes. Um, and we're here again, but this mm-hmm. time you're you're on a podcast. Yes. Yeah. It's only my second time ever on a podcast. Um, it's very exciting yeah uh yeah yeah so thank you for having me yeah we haven't even started and she's already thanking me you know this means that she's already she's going to leave us you know so we better get on with (laughs) what we're here for fiona what have you chosen for us today and why okay so uh so you asked me to choose a book to be honest i i so i chose a book called the little prince Mm. um uh, I chose it quite quickly. In hindsight, I may not have chosen this book because I realised after I told you that um, it's been quite some time actually since I've read this book. And although I had really nice memories of it, I didn't exactly remember what happened in the book. So, so I had to watch a couple of recaps on YouTube just to remind me of, of what happens in the book and sort of you know, refresh myself. Yeah. Um, but it is an awesome awesome book um you've read it as well right i've i've read it in french but just just you know there might be listeners who might might hear the words the little prince and they're thinking in their minds le petit prince you know the french the french classic from antoine de saint exupery why have you chosen a french classic well okay so i haven't read it in french i don't speak french um but i think there are several reasons. Um, it's a book that I, so I actually read it for the first time in Spanish. Hmm. Um, so I've, I've, I've got it here. So I should have got it to show you. But uh, yeah, you, I have no one can see you, somewhere. by the way. No one can see you. Oh, we're, okay. we're, we're just listening. We're listening <laughs> <Sorry>. to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I read. Um, you know, for me, I was thinking, oh, el principito, like not the little prince, but and I don't know how it's said in French. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I read it in, in Spanish and it was with the objective of helping me to learn Spanish. So I kind of thought uh, when when you said about learning languages, books to learn languages, I thought, well, what did I use? Mm. And this, this was one of the books that I, I used. Um, but regardless of that, so we'll, we'll come to that in a moment, actually, in the language learning aspect of it. But I think in general, the story itself just to recap, so there's um, uh, a pilot, 
right? And mm. he, I think he crashes into the desert. I think it's the Sahara Desert or just a really big desert uh, on Earth and meets this little prince mm. uh, who is kind of a child, but not a child. Yeah. Um, he sort of, they, they gradually become friends and he learns the story of the little prince and the little prince is actually from another planet or I think an asteroid, perhaps. He lives on an asteroid all by himself. Um, he's lived there for aeons, um, many, many, many years. And on that asteroid as well was a rose. And basically, to summarise, he kind of got bored of, of the rose, right? It's like yeah. the relationship between him and the rose. Mm. Um, he and the rose sort of, it became too much and he decided he was going to go off and, and not partake in that anymore so he travels the galaxy he visits lots of different planets meets lots of different people and on each planet each person he meets i think is kind of a representation of things that we kind of do wrong as mm. adults okay so sort of meets all of these different people on the different planets um and kind of is, is sort of disappointed, actually, by what he finds. So mm. each person, either the person is very obsessed with uh, being in control or obsessed with riches or power or or they have their own demons that they're battling with. It's all, all of the kind of problems that we encounter as adults, basically, as we grow up. And, mm. and each person, each planet he encounters sort of represents each one of these, these issues. Um, and he then finally comes to Earth. Uh, to our planet um, and I think the first animal he meets which I always forget about is a snake and the snake says to him do you remember this bit? He says, I can't, I, it's, been, it's been a while since I read it so you know you're going to have to re you're refreshing my mind while you're, while you're telling me the story mm. so he meets the snake um, the snake basically says to him like whenever you want to go you know, I, I can send you back mm. if you want to go back um then he travels around the desert, meeting again, kind of similar to, to the, you know, traveling around the planets. He meets different people, a salesperson. Uh, oh, yes, he comes across a, a rose garden as well. Mm. And upon encountering this rose garden, realizes that actually the rose that he had on his little asteroid is not unique, that actually there were hundreds more roses like her, mm. um, which again is this whole story I think is very much about the the lessons one learns, the disappointments one encounters as the one grows older, yeah. but also the lessons that we take from that. Yeah. Um, and that I think is a big part when he realises that the rose is not the only rose in, yeah. in the galaxy or the universe. Um, so he then, what happens after that? Oh, he meets a fox. Um, a fox. So, and uh, I don't know what that was that I just dropped on the floor. Um, so, yeah, he meets a fox and basically tames the fox. The fox wants to be tamed. And I think here, again, this is another like sort of parallel between the relationship between him and the rose and the relationship he builds with the fox as well. It's mm. this idea of taming. Yeah. Um, like the rose tames him, he tames the fox and... and I think by tame, what they mean is kind of 
build a relationship. Yeah. It sounds, <laughs> um, it sounds right. Considering that a rose would never really tame a person, um, it sounds more like it's having a sort of relationship between the little prince and itself. Am I, am I, am I, am I going down the right tracks here? Yeah. So I think, I mean, this is what I love about this story. It's like, it's, it's a simple story, hmm. right? I mean, it sounds quite a bit weird and bizarre, but it is quite a simple story. It's okay. This little prince travels from his planet on his planet. There's a rose and lots of baobab trees. Uh, then he yeah, goes I to remember that's, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. <laughs> that was one thing that I never really got, not never really got on with. Kept on saying baobab. I was like, you what? Sorry, you know, just, just back up a bit, you know. Let's, let's rewind a bit and tell me, you know, remind me again what a baobab is. No, you don't have to, but you know, um, it's. But you're right. It's a very, it's a very simplistic piece of work, in a sense that it shows, shows us what sort of relationships we have with people around us, with with nature with, with you know with nature with people with 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 things you know what i mean we don't have to look very far and we you know we got the we just look at the climate crisis now you know it's it's complete crisis you know so i guess this is this book was written would you say this book was written a bit before his time oh i'm not sure when his time was actually do you know when i seem to think that um, this was written in. Let me just keep keep talking, and I I will come back. Okay. I'll come back to you on this. <laughs> so, so anyway, just to kind of finish off, like it is, it's it's a simple story. Little space prince travels around, meets uh, the pilot who's crashed, um, tells him his story. The oh yes, okay, one of the most important things. So the the pilot is used to draw when he was a kid. Right? Yeah. And do you remember, I'm sure everyone who's read the book remembers that little picture mm. um, of the elephant inside the snake. Yeah. Um, who everyone thinks is a hat. Yeah. Um, but when he shows it or draws it for the little prince, he says, oh, that's an elephant inside a snake. Yeah. Um, it's right. That, that picture, by the way, is, is on the very, one of the very first pages of the book. You know, so mm. when you, you open it up, you've got a first, I think, first page and then on the, on its sort of on the other side of the page you got this pic you got this picture of uh the the snake inside of the elephant or yeah, the elephant like inside the snake that. whichever way it is yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah exactly i think it's i think that's why everyone's like, oh yes everyone remembers that picture and i think he the author actually wrote uh drew that picture himself i think that's not an artist that he got to i think that's actually one of one of his drawings i heard somewhere um yeah, so basically in in the telling of his story, both of them kind of learn from the sharing of his story, the sharing of his experience. Mm. Um, the pilot ultimately leaves, uh, but, you know, continues drawing, basically. He's, because nobody really understood his drawings. Uh, everybody told him to kind of, you know, get a proper job. <laughs> <laughs> so... He stops drawing, and in from his encounter with the little prince, he starts drawing again. Yeah. Um, so he gets something from that exchange, and the little prince ultimately realizes from all of his experience uh, experiences and from telling his experiences um, that he his place is with his rose back on his 
asteroid and he goes back to to where he came from as well yeah um and it's just yeah, so that's that's very in brief, um, <laughs> the book. I do say it's a simple story, but it is told quite simply. It's told as this happens, then this happens, then this happens. I travelled um, I travelled to this place, then I travelled to this place, then I travelled mm-hmm. to this place. So, you know, um, for those of you who are thinking about this, you know, and who are thinking about reading this, um, as Fiona quite rightly says, this is divided into very simple sections. It's divided into simple planets, you know, simple uh, communication that he had, that the prince had mm, with like encounters, the, yeah. exactly the encounters with the different characters. Um, going back to when it was produced, this was produced in April 1943, so during the middle of the Second World War, and uh, nevertheless it was produced after the Saint Exupéry died because during the time that he was living it was banned by the Vichy regime. The Vichy regime was the regime which was supported by the Nazis. That's so that's 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 about the that, that's the final thing to round off this question about what have you chosen and why. And I'm gonna ask you now because you were gonna touch on it and you were gonna touch on it a minute ago. Mm-hmm. What why do you think this will help English learners improve their English? Okay, so um, there's a couple of reasons. One I've is what we just said, actually, that I guess because it is quite a simplistic story, it's supposed to be kind of a kid's story, isn't it? It's, mm. it's for, for young readers. Yeah. Um, it's it's not overly complex. It's not a, a complicated story. It's not. It doesn't use overly complex or... You know, really high register language mm. um, so if you I still think you need to be kind of for me personally for the you know for me reading it in Spanish I think I think I needed to be kind of at least upper elementary lower intermediate in mm. order to to get the most out of it and in fact well that's something we'll come to later but I think making sure that you're reading at the right level is always really important mm-hmm. um, so that's one thing, and also because it does jump around, it's it talks about the, you know, in terms of, the the tenses that are used, the timelines in that are represented in the story, mm. uh, the fact that he then reports what others have told him, mm. it it covers a lot of areas of language which are quite useful to yeah. to know and to recognise as well, like mm-hmm. reported speech, um, passive, simple passive, obviously past simple. Um, and you know, talking about the the order of events in a story, mm-hmm. um, so it it covers a lot of language, which is quite useful, quite good to recognise and replicate, of course. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of learning, it's a good story. And the second reason why, um, although I had never heard of this story, and and actually I will continue on this point a little bit later because <laughs> this is another reason why I love this book um, but I had never heard of this story but one reason it was recommended to me when I was in Spain is because everybody knew it everybody said oh why don't you read this book because you know you, you're already going to know this story because everybody knows this story right um, mm. everybody's already read this book in their own language so uh, why don't you 
you know, read it in, in Spanish and you will already know the story. And that is one of the, the keys, I think, to reading. If you, if you already know the book in your language, then you're going to get a lot more out of it um, reading it in a second language. Yeah. If you don't already know the context, the characters, the style, then th that's a lot to take on. Yeah. As well as the vocabulary and the grammar. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And definitely for me, the first time I read it, I think a lot of it was lost on me a little bit. A lot, of, a lot of those more kind of nuanced, you know, ideas mm. didn't make it through the language barrier. Yeah. I so think this is why I put the book down quite early because. I, despite this being holiday reading while I was in year 12 I think uh, doing French A level uh, doing French A levels mm. um, I couldn't really get in through I couldn't get through that barrier I was you know I was hitting the, I was hitting that language barrier time and time again it was I, I was getting there was there was a very small filter coming through you know very small things coming through but the but the big the big stuff you know the big details the big nitty-gritty stuff i i couldn't really get it through it would just not fit through the very small sieve in my sieve in me you know that was stopping this from you know stopping me from um getting this into my head so you know as you say and quite wisely if you've read this in your native tongue go and read it in english because you will learn you know you will understand the characters you will understand the the style and the uh, the register that is used mm. and therefore you will find it easier than if you're going straight from zero to the little prince you know if you're going from never read it before in my native tongue but you know what because Fiona's put it out there for me I'm going to read it straight away and I'll be like no sorry that's not working <laughs> for me so you know read it as Fiona says in your native tongue and then once you've got, once you've understood it, once you've digested it properly, move on to reading it in English. Which leads me to the next question. Is there a particular thing within what, within The Little Prince that, that stood out for you? Or was it something you generally think would be good? Uh, in terms of language? Or in terms story? of language or in terms of, in terms of characters or style that might, that would that would sort of stick out to English learners? Was there anything in particular? I mean, you you might be able to... I, I would be interested in hearing your perspective on this as well, because, mm. I, I, you know, obviously my experience as a British person isn't reflective of all British people, but... So, just to... Disclaimer before I say what I'm about to say. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, uh, we didn't encounter this book as children and like um, no we didn't like no. said you you read it in french gcse or, yeah. or whatever a level a level yeah. um you know the stories that i'm talking about you know me and my friends my brother you know when we were children the stories that we read were quite different yeah yes um and you know i i grew up on stories that were very kind of disney-esque yeah you know? like about kind of you know, romantic love and happy ever after. And oh, there was a, once upon a time, there was a princess who fell yeah. in love with a prince. They married and became king and queen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's always, I don't know, I mean, the, even the story, so I, I had, I remember when I was a kid, I had this favourite book. Hmm. Um, I don't know how old, how old I was, but 
So my, my dad's Canadian, so a lot of um, the stories we had, a lot of the stuff we had, basically, when we were kids is from, was Canadian. Um, which is why for ages I was saying, where's Waldo? And I didn't get why people were saying, where's Wally? But anyway, um, so, and one of the stories I had was from this Canadian author um, who writes kids' stories. And it was about this, again, this princess um, who encounters, she's with her prince and they encounter this dragon. The dragon destroys the whole world. Um, and ultimately this princess rescues her prince, but then decides that actually, since she had to rescue him, he wasn't really worth the time, so she left him. <laughs> that, was, that's one, that was one of my favourite stories as a kid, which again is not that archetypal, you know, it's not that typical, you know, happy ever after, mm. but it is still quite simplistic, yeah. quite a simplistic message. Um, would you um, would you say that the little prince is something which is exactly the opposite of this Disney-esque world yes. that we live in at the moment? Yes, yeah, completely. And I think it's much better because it is quite a s simply told story. Mm -hmm. It is appropriate for yeah. young children, young people. Yeah. Um, but also the ideas represent something that is much, much closer to real life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the idea of you know, the, the, the taming of the fox or the rose taming the, the little prince and mm -hmm. that being you know, the, the responsibility that one has in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and not just, a, you know, sort of romantic love, I'm talking about like any relationship. Like a, good, a good solid family. foundation towards a relationship. Exactly, yeah, responsibility, uh, sort of <laughs> patience, longevity, mm. um, honesty as yeah. well, ideas about sharing your truth and how that can strengthen the relationship between two people as well. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I don't know. Things like when he encounters the the different people on the different planets, you know, that is a nice representation of the the kind of demons that we need to avoid in adulthood as well. So the yeah. the i you know the idea of kind of controlling everything, or there's I think there's I might be completely imagining this, but there's I think one character that's like an alcoholic or something and. You're looking like, at me, like hoping for, hoping that I'm going to nod, <laughs> I'm open, um, so that people can, so that people know what I'm doing. I'm opening my arms here, and <laughs> saying, "Your guess is as good as mine." Okay, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? These yeah. books kind of leave an impression on us, but then when we actually try to remember why, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, I just think, in general, that the the message of this book is is universal yep. it's not something that's specific to one culture which i think is why it's such a popular book again for, i don't know why not so much in this country but definitely in mainland europe it seems to be like everyone has read this book yeah um and yeah so it's not kind of specific to one one culture but the ideas are very very universal and i think what that is is you know love and relationships and life is hard work yeah like all of that is hard work mm -hmm. you know it's not just some magic disney fairy tale all of this stuff growing up losing your innocence learning those related lessons becoming an adult avoiding the pitfalls of adulthood um while maintaining your purity of heart i guess your creativity um 
and also your honesty yeah. is an incredibly difficult thing to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this, this book tells that really well. Super. Final question for those of us who might be listening and might be thinking, this girl knows her stuff. I'd like to get in contact with her. Do you offer courses or other ways that we can learn with you? And most of it, most important, how can we contact you? Okay, so uh, I I have I don't have a, a course as such. I've got a couple of different, um, I guess, products would be the right word. So mm-hmm. um, I have some conversation classes. I want to say we. It's only me, but I'm, I'm talking about me and my students. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so that's we. fine. You are you are a we, but you are a we because you are doing it with your with your students. So this is very exactly. true. So yeah, what so what we. yes? Um, we have several conversation classes mm-hmm. uh, during the week. Um, how they work? They're on Zoom. Yeah. By Zoom. Uh, there's always a maximum uh, of six people, six students in yeah. each class. Okay. Uh, and the reason I do that is I want to make sure everybody has ample opportunity in the class to speak. Yeah. Um, they're conversation classes, but they're not just chats. Mm. We pick a different topic every week uh, and the class is always guided. So I will guide the class to give you specific questions within that time to have you practice different vocabulary and different grammar mm-hmm. um, so they're talking classes their classes aim to get you more comfortable speaking to increase your vocabulary um, and generally improve fluency mm-hmm. um, we have classes for women only we've got mixed classes we've I was going to ask you about this women's class because you know I see you <laughs> posting your see posts I see your posts and I see your stories every day and I, I, I have to say that I don't read them all the time uh, you know when I say when I see women's classes no, I'm a teacher I don't need women's classes you know so I there are times when I there are times when you know that I do comment on your on your stories you know and I, I you know I like most I like all your stories yeah Aww. so you know I try to I don't want to I don't I at times I feel like I'm annoying people with my with my uh, responses, so I, I try to keep them down as much as possible. You know, oh, not, to not, feel, get, not to feel not to have this guilty conscience. The, the the jokes and the phrasal verb charades. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. So what is that? Uh, that's so. That's another thing that you do. You do something called phrasal charades, which is. Um, so <laughs> okay, so this is a thing I do on Instagram. Um, so yeah, they're little one minutes charades, charades, whatever, um, I act out a phrasal verb. So mm. basically I mime, without speaking, um, a verb and a preposition. Yeah. And it's uh, the student or the follower's job then to try to work out what phrasal verb I'm trying to mime and to create a sentence with it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a nice, a nice fun way to, to introduce or revise phrasal verbs. Very nice. And for those of us who are not on Instagram, how do we get there? Well, how can we find you specifically on Instagram? Yeah, so, um, okay, so my handle, right? Is it called a handle? I believe um, so. My mm-hmm. name. Yeah. <laughs> my name on Instagram is at birdsong underscore English. Um, 
If you're not already on Instagram, then you can also find me at birdsongenglish.com. Yep. Um, and all my Instagram posts also go on the website automatically, so you can see them all there anyway. Okay. Um, which is quite cool. Yeah, it is. It, um, I, mean, I have to say that I haven't thought about this. Maybe I might learn something from you now. Yeah, this is gonna. I'm learning something <laughs> new. <laughs> so, um, just because I keep losing track. Um, so the women's classes. Were you going to ask me about this? Or? No, I wasn't. I was just, okay. you know, it, it was something that I had that I have seen once, you know, reading through your stories, you know, and that that I really think that's really something really good. So for all of you English learners who are women. And you find it, you know, and you want, and you find it a bit awkward to be in the class with, with men as well. Head to at birdsong underscore English, and write your message to Fiona and ask her, "Can I join your class, please?" Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just for the non-women out there as well, yeah. um, we there are also mixed classes. There, there are both for advanced, intermediate, um, so most, well all of my classes at the moment are minimum upper elementary mm. uh, level. So, so we're talking around A2 level, are we talking A2, B1 yeah. level? Yeah. Um, it's quite tricky, if you're not sure if you're the right level or not, then do contact me because I think sometimes it's quite tricky to assess someone's level and especially you might have someone who technically on paper is a B2, mm. but the spoken level is much lower, yeah. or vice versa. So if you're not sure, contact me and I will tell you if if the class is right for you or not. Super. I just want to briefly mention one other, um, again, I guess product, which is my Telegram group. Mm -hmm. um, I will just say quickly, it's not free, um, but I run a Telegram group for students at £9 per month. Okay. about 12 US dollars yeah. um, and we have six days a week activities in that telegram group so mm -hmm. every day we do a different task related to reading, writing, speaking, listening um, and usually the answers to the task will require you to record an audio message mm -hmm. so it's a really nice opportunity I have quite a few students who are also in the conversation classes and the the telegram group mm -hmm. because the telegram group is just a really nice way to stay engaged with your english and do a little bit of english every single day yep. make sure that you're speaking that you're producing language every single day mm -hmm. um, and it's quite fun and the people in there are quite nice as well that sounds <laughs> amazing on a scale of naught i've had no fun at all today or 10 i've had a lot of fun where are you going to put this on where are you going to put this on Eleven. <laughs> That's too kind. You're too kind. Yeah, it's good. You've really cheered me up, actually, and it's been really nice to talk about, um, you know, a book which, yeah, I do highly recommend. Like, even if you have other teachers listening to this and they haven't read it or they haven't read it for a while, whatever, yeah. just read it in your own language. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Fiona, it's been a pleasure having you on my virtual couch this afternoon. Um, for those of you who are listening, it's quarter to three in the afternoon German time, which is quarter to two in the UK, where Fiona is. So, you know, that's why I said this afternoon. 
but you might be listening to this whenever and wherever you are. I hope you have just as much fun as I've had this afternoon with Fiona. Fiona, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining thank me you. this afternoon. Thank you. And right. I will come back to you in six months' time and I'll say, Fiona, I need you to pick up another book and give it to us and tell us why it's good for English learners. Okay, would yeah. You, would you come on again? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, Super. for sure. So, that's it. You've been listening to the English podcast with Tommy. I am Tommy. That was Fiona. I hope you all have a nice day, wherever you are, whatever time you're listening. I'll catch you again next time for another episode of the English podcast with Tommy. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Uh, and me, also, it is goodbye from. <laughs> it's goodbye from her. Until then, goodbye now. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>